0: Winning season returns at my bookie winning season means doubling your first deposit winning season means survivor super contests and squares at my bookie winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up watching your team trounce their rivals rejoice it's time to celebrate the nfl season invest in your intuition use promo code zabe and double your first deposit new players get up to thousand dollars in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet from live betting to championship futures every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie it's simple make your picks Win big. Collect your cash. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo, and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today, only at MyBookie.
1: Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty?
0: Today on the Zapecast, if the NFL doesn't allow fans back into their stadium soon, guess what? Other options are going to start getting more appealing. Kirk Cousins replaces You Like That with a classic rip on Ivan Drago. Mr. X and I go over season totals in the NFL. All that plus modified Phase 2 forever! Your daily Kickstarter of Uncensored Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Thursday, September 3rd, 2020. Thank you for joining me. I am going to be as efficient as possible I need to rest my voice and heal my throat. I've got a little bit of something going on. I've got a Peter Brady crack in my voice. I played today on the afternoon show the uh, Things Have Got to Change, Sha-na-na-na-na-na, the song from the Brady Bunch, where his voice cracked. I'd never seen that before, but apparently it's uh, very well known. All right, let's get right to it. Buffalo Wild Wings is selling a $99 package. Oh there you package uh they're selling a ninety nine dollar package to Browns fans in the Cleveland area where for ninety nine dollars you get a guaranteed seat for all games for sixteen games of the browns home and road since you can't go to the stadium guaranteed seat and you get uh ten wings per week, so ten wings per week for ninety nine dollars not two Shabby, because I'm guessing the standard price for 10 wings at B-dubs would be about $9.99. So it's like, buy 10 weeks, get the final six weeks for free. Now, I know Buffalo Wild Wings is not for everybody. I like B-dubs. I know that some would say, oh, gross, there's better places than that. That's fine. It's the McDonald's of wings. Fine. But here's the thing, and this goes along with uh, Pepsi had a promotion in which they encouraged fans to show us their modified tailgate. And there was a Jets fan that had his driveway and his yard painted with a Jets end zone and a makeshift goalpost. And he was going to have fans over to uh, watch inside his garage, inside his garage, excuse me. And I'm like, how soon before people start saying, man, this is what I want. I want a tailgate. I want a grill. I want to throw the football with friends. I want to watch the Jets lose. And I want to get out of the parking lot in two minutes flat, if that. And I'll watch on TV in a garage on an 80-inch 4K TV and be able to bring my kids, let them run around. And it's essentially free. Maybe the cost of a 12-pack or uh, some brats or some wings I bring by to cook. And it's just as good as the stadium. What I wanted was the tailgate and the communal experience. And now I'm realizing I'm a sucker for going to the games. If I'm the NFL, I'd be very worried about that. I would keep an eye on that. I would not be telling Pepsi. I'd be telling them, don't, no, don't do a promotion of this. We want to get people back into our parking lots at $60 a car, paying for our beer at $12 a cup and staying and spending and spending and spending. Kirk Cousins, God bless you. Kirk Cousins said in a podcast interview with Kyle Brandt of Good Morning Football that he is very, very, on a scale of 1 to 10, his concern about the coronavirus is like point zero 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 one, And that he thought masks were kind of silly, or I don't know what his word was exactly, but then said, hey, if I get it, I'm just going to soldier through it, and if I die, I die. Kirk Cousins committed the cardinal sin in today's society of not bowing to the God of sensitivity. He was insensitive to those who had family members who may have died of or with or in complication with the coronavirus. He was minimizing the magical this-will-solve-all-our-problems item called the mask worship the mask and so by the end of the day as i predicted he had to clarify and or walk back depending on on how the headlines framed it his comments about the coronavirus but very much ivan drago if i die i die and guess what he was dead right he understands the risks he's not an idiot he takes personal responsibility he also said that he yeah he wears masks uh, to be sensitive to others and everything else but he didn't come off as enough of a mask worshiper and didn't vow his fealty to the magical qualities of the mask, which will stop this virus and heal us all. It's just simple. Wear a damn mask. Close your damn business. Don't travel. Don't see your damn wife. Don't see your damn parents or family. Or don't go to a damn funeral. Don't open your store. Don't do this. Don't do that. Just wear a damn mask. Kirk Cousins, I like even more now. Some people did stick up for him, though that needs to be noted. Dwayne Haskins was named as the starter for the Washington football team. No surprise there, uh, but it you know sort of an official thing. It's like pinning a guy. He probably should have won the job to start last year, didn't put enough effort into it last summer. He's come a long way since then. This is a huge year for him. He's got to take this job and run with it. Otherwise, it's amazing how quickly NFL careers can go south. Aroldis Chapman has been suspended after throwing at a batter's head. There's a screenshot of it, and just the video was terrifying. I pose this hypothetical. With the other news, there's two other stories that came up. So Aroldis Chapman throws at a guy's head, 101 miles an hour, gets suspended. Carol Baskin was announced as being one of the contestants on Dancing with the Stars. And a woman in Thailand took a selfie with a live tiger at a zoo that specializes in taking tiger selfies. But she decided to gently grab the tiger's nuts and then take the picture. Holy shit. She lived to tell about it. The tiger did kind of turn its head like, huh? "Who's who's grabbing my nuts there? Uh, but didn't bite her head off, which I think all of us would have said, well, you had it coming, dummy. Question, what would you rather do? Stand in the batter's box and know that Heraldus Chapman is going to throw at you and it's your job to somehow dodge the 100-mile-an-hour missile? Would you rather go into a Tiger selfie zoo and take a selfie, but you have to grab gently the Tiger's nuts and hope it doesn't go after you? Or the third most unthinkable option make love to Carol Baskin that bitch Carol I don't want to do that voice because it strains my, my my throat and don't say oh what about the young Carol Baskin that we saw in the photographs during the uh uh Tiger King documentary no 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 current current Carol Baskin I'm talking full on full service full date night yep do that too and that mm-hmm, yeah and that and cuddling afterwards, your choice: Araldis Chapman fastball, Tiger nut selfie, or sex, sex, sex with Carol Baskin. Get back to me on the compare and contrast. David Blaine did a balloon stunt on Wednesday that was really badass. It was a copycat of the cartoon movie or animated movie Up, in which uh, an entire house is lifted into the skies and away to a magical world with nothing but balloons. David Blaine had a more elaborate rig. He had a parachute as well. Got up to like 24,000 feet and then parachuted down. Uh, I don't care what you say about, well, he did this, he did that, We had a parachute. Fucking badass. I loved it. The Chiefs got their rings, and they are indeed badass. They have lots and lots of detail and rubies and diamonds and all this other stuff. They've got the scores of the teams they beat in the playoffs en route to the Super Bowl including the number of points they were down in each of the games. Down 24 to the Texans before rallying unbelievably. Down 10 to the Titans before doing the same. And down 10 to the Niners in Super Bowl LI. Yeah, I think it was LI, LII, something like that. Either way, pretty cool rings. But Andy Reid had the best line he said when asked, well, were are going to wear it. You know, it's this big, expensive, flashy Gaudy thing. He's like special occasions, or maybe I'll just point it at things and get a free cheeseburger. <laughs> Andy Reid in and the cheeseburger ring. Fantastic. And OTL on Thursday is going to have a special Redskins report, not called Redskins, but called The Culture Washington Football Team. And it will have a couple of the women who have come forward to say that they were sexually harassed and mistreated. Under Dan Snyder's regime, not by Dan Snyder himself, but under his underlings, and they're going to run snippets of it during the day on Thursday. Normally I would just roll my head, or I, I would roll my eyes, groan, and say, Jesus, why does my team have to be this laughing stock? Instead, I see this as another brick crumbling down in Fort Snyder. I look at this as like, yes, ESPN, yes, a special do it make it so that Dan Snyder is unredeemable excuse me amongst NFL owners and then we can get him out the 21 re- 21 year reign of utter error will finally be over my segment here is over let's go talk to Mr X shall we all right time to talk to Mr X and get ourselves ready for the upcoming NFL season hello well NFL our old friend we meet again we are one week away from the start of the season are we gonna go 60% this year is this the year collectively Huh? let's do it why not right
3: I don't want to really lower our goals that
0: much. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You and I were talking today about, well, uh, on the Friday podcast, which will be... uh, I don't know if I'm going to call it football five ways Friday this year. I don't know if it's going to present as sort of the structured, kind of uh, pre-produced. It may morph a bit. I may call it the Friday Football Fiesta. Mr. X will be with me every Friday, and of course, we will talk about the games. We won't pick all of the games because only suckers pick all the games, but we will have games that we like, and we'll go ahead and give some picks away on the air. And of course, if you want more from Mr. X, who's not a tout, he is, I like to call him a gambling educator a gambling Mm -hmm. educator. You can uh, check him out at com and uh, subscribe to uh, his various levels of uh, coursework, let's put it that way, at com. So we'll see about Friday uh, starting next week, but this is sort of a preview on a free shot on a Thursday of what is going to be, uh, I hope, a great football season. It'll be interesting, that's for sure. It's
3: going to be interesting. Not four and a half ways with half the college. Okay.
0: I, I, you did say four and a half ways, yeah. <laughs> um okay. yeah, four and a half ways. Um there will be fantasy. There will be uh yeah, we can do four and a half ways. Sure, why not? We'll see. Oh, listen to the dog. All right. Uh by but the way the ultimate
3: the ultimate wingman. You know what Kobe's
0: doing? Oh, that's your dog Kobe, this your is, German yeah. shepherd named after yeah. Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm.
3: This is day two of Mrs. X's retirement. And she's put us on a diet. Already? So, oh God, yes. So every time she leaves the house, Kobe takes food off the counter. He's my wingman. <laughs> <laughs> when she's gone, I just throw trash. I eat something, throw the trash on the floor, and she blames the dog every time. It's great.
0: <laughs> there you go. All right. Before we get into, we're going to go over some uh, over under totals this year in the NFL. Okay. Before we get to that, and also MVP odds, and uh, who's the coach first most likely to get fired. Uh, Real quick thought. Uh, Michael Jordan today, it was announced, was given like an advisory role with DraftKings, and it resulted in a quick 13% run-up in the company stock price. It is remarkable in this regard, Mr. X. He is an NBA owner, and even if he is only on the board or an advisor or whatever, sports leagues used to want nothing (laughs) to do yeah. with gambling man yes. we're in a different day and age oh a different,
3: remember it used to be if you were at, they used to say uh if you went out to dinner they would say uh yeah you were associating with known gamblers right <laughs> and it was a no-no you couldn't even go eat dinner with a guy who was a player i mean and now you're <laughs> buying into DraftKings. it's crazy uh, It is a different world. And by the way, I was looking at that today. They keep, I've seen many places that say he is now part owner. He was given this equity stake in exchange
0: for his name for
3: and his credibility. Yeah. His quote business acumen. Uh. Where's that come from? (laughs) The official statement said his business acumen. Yeah. I like MJ. He's a good guy for a superstar. I'm not sure I see the business acumen. This is all about, um, as you said, it's the name. It reminds me of Oprah Winfrey when they attached her name to um, Weight Watchers and the
0: stock went crazy.
3: And it's like, hey, if Oprah's on Weight Watchers, it must be good. So now it's like, hey, if Jordan is in DraftKings, maybe that's the place to gamble.
0: And And we know Jordan is a degenerate gambler. I mean, yes, that's he what I'm loves saying. It the action, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right, let's uh, let's start with the over unders. Uh, as always, when you're betting an over under in the NFL, pay careful attention to the weighted price of each side, sure. because oftentimes it's not even on the over side and the under side. One might be minus one twenty instead of one ten. And therefore, you're paying more of a premium if you're minus. Uh, Plus means you're getting money back. So the higher number on the plus side is better. Lower number on the minus side is better on that side. So keep that in mind. I don't have the uh, plus and minuses on this list. And I'm not sure it really matters because those prices, Mr. X, will fluctuate depending on where you wager. Correct?
3: Very much so. I would add to what you said. Yes, you take note of it. But But don't obsess over it. It doesn't take me off. It doesn't make one side win or lose like a point spread in a football game. You know, the winner's the winner. So yes, if that number is high, I think harder. But just win. Yeah.
0: Let's go. You're like Al Davis. Just win, baby. There you go. All right, the two top teams on this list I'm looking at at Vegas Insider. And by the way, you should be betting at my bookie, mybookie.com, the official sports book of this very podcast. Uh, but where I've gotten an account and we'll be getting my action in this year. Uh, the two top teams according to Vegas Insider are the Chiefs and the Ravens at 11 and a half. How do you feel in general about high number win totals in the NFL? Good
3: question. I will say generically the best method in the NFL, NFL is a yo-yo league. And for a combination of reasons, it is the most balanced league. I generally want to go under the tops and over the bottoms. Now, not all of them, but those where you find the best plays because of the way they match up. The schedule means everything in football. It's a short season. It's not like the other sports where it all evens out. So that format where the ones play the ones and the fours play the fours. Mm-hmm. Leads you to say, if you can tell me who was the worst one, you know, the division winner last year, go under them. If you can tell me who was the best four, you go over them because they're playing each other.
2: Uh, and you take the okay. if,
3: if all of the bottom teams are playing each other, you know, what is it, the Redskins, the Lions, the Panthers, and the Cardinals. If you can tell me if you can tell me which one of those four is the best, you go over the bottom team. A lot of teams go from four up because of that schedule. It really makes a difference. Oh,
0: by the when, way, the, um, <coughs> when the,
3: the Ravens Redskins are playing yeah. two fours and the, and the Eagles are playing two ones, yeah, I mean that stuff adds up.
0: It does. All right. By the way, the Ravens who are eleven and a half. Here, for example, I'm looking at my bookie right now. The over is plus one hundred, but the under is minus one thirty. So, in other words, sure. there's a premium cost to betting the under of eleven and a half. Would the Chiefs or the Ravens go backwards this year? The one thing about the Ravens is if Big Ben and the Steelers are healthy again, that toughens up their division.
3: Well, that is true. Again, when you look at totals, the first thing I look at is the matchups. For example, the Ravens division plays um, the NFC East, Mm -hmm. possibly one of the worst divisions. So when you first look at the Ravens the Steelers, you say, "Gee, they're all kind of high." Oh yeah, they're playing a shit division. Right. You know. And then you look at which division do they play uh, internally? I mean, you know, within the conference rather, and they play um the south, Indy, Tennessee, so they'll that you actually probably by accident hit right on the division with the softest schedule because they get to play Indy, Tennessee, Houston, Jacksonville, then the NFC East. So that's why you see all four teams in the Ravens division, probably a little higher than you would first think until you analyze the schedule. Yeah.
0: The chiefs. At a, yeah, it does. The chiefs okay. at 11 and a half is a little bit of a tempting over for me because of this, the division. I don't think has gotten any better. I don't think Oakland's any better. I don't believe in drew lock in Denver. And I also think that, you know, San Diego, or excuse me, L.A., the Chargers, without Phillip Rivers for the first time uh, in 10 years, I don't think they're going to be very good. And you combine that with the fact that Mahomes got hurt last year and missed, what, four games? I'm yes. willing to overlook Damian Williams opting out because of COVID, making uh, Edwards Hilaire their new lead back and say, you know what, over on an eleven and a half seems like it's a sucker front-runner play. But I, I'm not against it if I'm looking at the Chiefs.
3: I think you're dead on. I am not I have not decided yet if I'm going over on them. But while I normally would never go over at the top, that's got a lot of attractiveness <laughs> to it. You're exactly right. And then add to it that they're playing well, they're playing the NFC South, which is an improved division with the Saints, Panthers – not Panthers, God, they suck. Saints, Bucks, and uh, Atlanta. Right. So i got to look at that one a little closer, but your instincts are dead
0: on. Uh, The Niners are ten and a half. They're the second tier of over-under team wins. And I'm not saying I think they're not going to be good. I just know this is a system play, system play alert. The loser of last year's Super Bowl usually takes a shit the following year. Maybe doesn't even make the playoffs. Why, why wouldn't I take the Niners under for the legal limit based on system play only? Okay,
3: um, I don't have a problem with that system. Let's see, who do they play? They play the um,
0: yeah, they. I don't care who they play. The history says when the Super Bowl loser hangover is so severe. East Redskins. Yeah, So
3: they're like the uh, Ravens division. Those numbers are all a uh, lot. I got no issue with leaning to the Niners.
0: All right. Uh, Saints are 10. Cowboys are 10. Oof. Buccaneers are nine and a half, as are the Patriots. So Brady's current team and Brady's old team. We'll talk about this. For years yeah. on this podcast, I've said, this is the year, Mr. X. I'm <laughs> shorting the Patriots. And you laugh and you smirk and you go, okay, if you want a short Belichick, go for it. Good luck on that. Is this the year I can finally short the Pats at nine and a half? They've got the most players that opted out of the season, and who knows if Cam Newton's going to be any good?
3: The simple answer to that is, why would you stop now? <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't short them for four years and then not short them the year they go under. I mean, you got to keep going till you're right.
0: Why is that number nine and a half?
3: Shouldn't it be eight? did you forget that they're with Miami and the Jets?
0: I know. I know. I know. I
3: know. Yeah. I, you know, uh, uh, by the way, when was the last time you said only nine and a half? I know. Team? I know. I mean, that's still a hell of a drop.
0: The, um, the Buccaneers at nine and a half are another team I want to under just because all it takes is Brady getting hurt and eventually he's going to get hurt. If Brady gets hurt, the Buccaneers turn back into a pumpkin. They're a six win team, not a 10 win team. I
3: don't know. Buck's got a lot of talent. They do. There's a it, that's, reason he went there. But
0: there's, He knew it, where he was going. Without him, though, it ain't going to work. None of it's going to work.
3: Okay, what did they win last year?
0: Seven with
3: Jameis Winston? Threw 51 Uh,
0: touchdowns. Yeah. I know. How many to his
3: team? No, whatever.
0: The The Eagles and the Steelers are nine and a half. I don't get the Eagle infatuation. I just don't. It's the same.
2: At Vanguard, this is more than just a retirement plan. This is your cappuccino date in Italy.
3: It's they're playing they got four wins versus the Giants and Redskins and split with the Cowboys. They're five and one out of the shoot. I guess so. Now now does it make sense, you know?
0: Steelers nine and a half. Big Ben they say is healthy. They say the elbow is good. We'll see if they can bounce back to the shape they once were uh before his injury last year. The Bills are nine, and that seems to be a bit overcooked, but you know, they're the team of the moment. The Packers are nine. And the Packers won twelve last year. Was it twelve or eleven? Thirteen, I think. Okay, hold on a second. They have the I'm... biggest. The Packers have the biggest decrease in wins. Yes. Without any substantial headline losses, they didn't lose Rodgers. They didn't lose Devontae Adams. They didn't lose um, uh, Jamal at Ad- or not Jamal Adams. Uh, their their running back. Um,
3: Williams. I mean not. Uh, Jones,
0: Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, right. Adams, Jones, Williams, all these common surnames. (laughs) And they're in the second year of a new coaching regime, which should help. I don't get it. And so my instincts are to take the Packers over, and then my second instinct is you're always wrong, run the other way. <laughs> well,
3: it's, I guarantee, as uh, Doc Walker would say, I guarantee I you, it's one te- of those two things. One. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you one of those two is right.
0: <laughs> right.
3: You want to go one and one? There you go. Now, you know what? You're right. I think the first thing anybody would start with on that analysis is there is no team that won more games more than 13 and have. three.
0: 13 three. It, was a, it was a downwind season, as I called it. Right. They had that was very. A, that was a. Downwind season they had very few injuries. they caught right. some of their toughest opponents with their quarterback pants down like the chiefs they caught David Moore instead uh was it Matt or Matt Matt Moore excuse me not David Moore I'm throwing names around here so that one to me is awfully enticing but then I say whoa 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 you are emotionally complicated here you're all. You're all tangled up in the Packers emotionally and with your your desires for them to be good because of the show in, in Milwaukee. So you gotta back off of that. Nine wins for the Packers. Intriguing. That's,
3: that's always that's always a dilemma because you don't want to be, quote, a homer, but you also know more about the ones you follow. So I get that. True. The clear the, the reason they dropped four games is because on paper they were a ten win team last year. Every like you said, they yeah. had a lot of things break right. Um, so they, you know, that's the reason for the adjustment in my mind. Aaron Rodgers is not getting younger. I don't know that I could really go under them, but I do think that's a sucker bet written right there.
0: Yes. Seahawks are nine. I would bet the over on that. Colts are nine. I don't get it, but I haven't looked at the Colts real close yet. Vikings are nine. That seems about right. The Titans at eight and a half. Are stuck between: Are they really good, or were they hot last year, and did they become everyone's darling?
3: That's an interesting total. I agree with you. Um, <clears> they play the Vikings division, you know, and they play the Ravens division, which I think is a very good division. Uh, that's just a weak overall division. But that's that. Both Tennessee and Houston numbers seem a little bit low, but I got a little more work to
0: do. Uh, the Browns are eight, and I I will. I will hammer the under on principle alone saying you're the fucking browns prove it to me once burn me once and win nine you assholes under cleveland boom
3: well you know what they are one of the the best lessons that you have now I'm not trying to use hindsight but the one lesson that i would say out of the shoot never play the team with the most off season noise Whoever gets all of the attention in the offseason is not where you go. Last year, it was Cleveland. Everybody yeah. thought Cleveland was good. the world yeah. beater. Last Their year was the year was to go opposite Cleveland. It was easy. Yeah. This year, so they're quiet. we a year late on that. Yeah, we might be a year That's late. a pretty good team. And when they get to beat up on um, the Redskins division, most of those teams are going to win some games.
0: The Rams and McVay are eight, and I think they truly are. And either way, coin flip. Will they bounce back like they did two years ago, or are they in the down cycle? We'll see. Bears are eight, and Trubisky is probably not going to last the year as their starter. Broncos are eight as well, which is probably where there should be. The Chargers are seven and a half. Falcons are seven and a half. The Texans are seven and a half. Boy, I'd love to under the Texans now that they don't have uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I think he was obviously a huge part of their team. Cardinals have him now. They're also seven and a half. The Raiders are seven and a half. Here's the one that I find puzzling. The Jets are seven. The Jets. Is it because minus the normal Patriot championship caliber team in New England, does that lift their total up just a bit?
3: They're a very interesting one. I'm doing more work on them, but I will say this. They won six last year, I think. I know. In, as you called it, the dominant Patriot era. Yeah. So... Go no further than there, is seven a big improvement? Not really. Um, I think that number's about where it belongs.
0: Uh, the Lions and Giants are six and a half each. I don't have a firm opinion on either. I hate the Giants, so I'm emotionally clouded on that one. The Dolphins are six, and they won five last year when they were supposedly tanking for Tua. They still got Tua. I like <laughs> the Dolphins over that number of six, but again, I might just be Tua crazy.
3: That was a strange path to Tua, wasn't
0: it? Sure was.
3: (laughs) Everyone thought you had to go Ofer to get Tua. And then when they won five, you thought they blew it and they I guess they knew what they were doing all along,
0: huh? The Carolina Panthers are five and a half with Teddy Bridgewater now as their starter and a new coach. The Bengals are five and a half with Joe Burrow. And then there's our Washington football team at five wins. Only ahead of the Jaguars at four and a half. What would stop me as a homer from just putting a little something on on Washington over? The fact that I may be delusional and it could be one of the worst years they've ever had? Well,
3: there's two things. First of all, I'm seeing five and a half everywhere. Oh, you are? Okay. Um, But by the way, either way, when you make that final decision to be a homer and pound the Redskins, I think that's a great decision. Before you put it in, please call me. I'll take care of it for you.
0: <laughs> okay. Your, your lean is no, the other way. No, I
3: am way. not good on that team. I am not, I'm not sold on
0: that I, team. I, th- I think they're going to be terrible offensively. I think defensively they'll hang in games because I think the talent's yes. there defensively and Chase Young's going to be great. But offensively they were dead last in most categories last year. And you know Instagram workouts and lower body fat for Dwayne Haskins is nice. It doesn't yeah. translate into winning games per se. Once they still the
3: have, uh, they still have. A, a, there's this is still an offensive league. This is 2020, not You're the right. 1970s. It's really hard to just say, "Oh, well, our defense is pretty good." That doesn't work anymore unless you can at least move the ball or control the ball. And there's a lot of holes on the offensive side, for sure.
0: All right, on MVP, Mahomes is like four to one. Most books, Lamar Jackson seven to one, Russell Wilson seven to one, Dak Prescott twelve, Brady eighteen to one, Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz seventeen to one each. How do you feel in general about betting a MVP bet to start a season?
3: Well, there's a, a general rule on all prop bets, and that is, I am taking a big dog, or I'm taking nothing. You get nothing by picking Mahomes and Brady and Breeze. You, you know there's such a downside and so easy to lose and you know in baseball you get an MVP in each league football you get one
0: that's a tough bet would now if, would Aaron Rodgers at 23 to 1 be big enough for you uh no would uh, Big Ben at 44 to 1 be big enough for you that's tempting but okay. let's see. How many has he won so far? Zero? No, I don't think so. Would Kirk Cousins at 50 to 1 be enough? <laughs> That's teasing me. Part of the problem is this is voted on by humans who are very biased, exactly. and they generally, they generally don't give the award to somebody who might be statistically deserving or win-loss deserving if they're not enough of a star.
3: Zave, you you're hitting on a circling around a really important point. I sort of said the reason I don't play those is because number one, it's really hard to pick who's the most dominant player in the league, and then number two, those morons have to agree with you, so that makes <laughs> right. it hard. Right. I, and secondly, if the same thing is happening these days with the Heisman. Years ago, you would pick out the MVP or the Heisman as who the heck was the best, and you actually got let's call it uh, style points when you excelled on a mediocre team. Now they just give it to the guy who's on the best team. And I know. that makes it harder. There's no more Barry Sanders winning a Heisman on a seven and four Oklahoma state team. Now it's, Oh, you gotta, you gotta be, you know, a top team. So you're not only picking the MVP. It's pretty hard to say, Hey, this guy was great. And team goes 10 and six. You're not getting there. So you do have to factor that yeah. in as well. Here's the MVP long shot for you. Yeah, and this is not a homer. It's not yeah. a homer. It's it going to sound like, what's wrong with Cam Newton? Cam, Cam, because now you're talking about the writer's sentiment bounce back story. Blah blah blah. Doesn't, I'm not saying doesn't I'm hurt. A doesn't fan. hurt.
0: Doesn't hurt that he's black either in this day doesn't, and age. Well, just yeah, saying.
3: I mean, this is a story. That it could is a great story. A lot more sense than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, uh,
0: Cam is thirty-two to one. So oh,
3: if, geez, that's come way down. It was fifty.
0: Oh, it was. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, interesting. I guess other people had the same idea, like, hey, if he's good and healthy and, and he and Belichick are making sweet music and they win the division again and they win that's a playoff an game. And yeah.
3: and every writer who doesn't like Tom Brady well, can't wait to hand that award to Cam.
0: Plus they wanna they wanna cement the narrative of c. Black quarterback, had to settle for a minimum deal, won the MVP. What's exactly, wrong with yeah. the NFL teams?
3: There's a lot of stories. I think it went from 50 down to 32 because okay. he's finally beating out Jarrett Stidman. Stidham.
0: Stidman. Stidman. Not, not Stidman. Yeah, Stidman. Come on there.
3: This is the last time we'll probably ever say his name.
0: All right. Before your final thoughts, uh, and then we'll wrap it up here because I'm trying to reduce the pitch count on my voice yeah. here. The uh, the odds sounds like f- we
3: already left you in too long in this game.
0: It's all right. It's uh, the odds <laughs> here. I like this. The odds on the first coach to be fired. Ooh. You, you know who's the favorite? Matt Patricia. M-
3: most years it's the Redskins. But I not know. Rivera. Not this.
0: Well, we're, <laughs> we're we, we've got that new car smell on our coach this year, so That's we're going right. to keep him for at least one more. Matt Patricia at three to one. Doug Marone with the Jaguars at four to one. Adam Crazy Eyes Gase with the Jets at eight to one.
3: Uh, I'm, you know, Patricia's clearly the favorite for a reason, but what? I wouldn't take it. I, I like Patricia. Is you there anybody do after him, anybody? I do. Why? I think he, you know he, was, he took over a really bad team and kept them bad defensively. Oh, yeah, boy. okay, but he didn't get them worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the bar now. Yeah, okay. well, the first guy fired usually has a decline below expectations.
0: Okay.
3: I don't know. Yeah, that's a good one. Is there who's is there any other close to those three?
0: Uh, to the us? next one is Dan Quinn of the Falcons.
3: That's a good pick.
0: Then Bill O'Brien at eleven to one.
3: That's mine right there. Eleven to one.
0: Right there, huh? Ding, ding, ding. Uh,
3: ding, 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 ding. Okay. Maybe they'll just make him the GM.
0: <laughs> well, that's the problem. Yeah, I guess that's interesting. What if they? Fire him as coach, keep him as GM. Does that count yeah. in the sports book? and they're ruling
3: yeah it's interesting to try to figure out what's he better at (laughs) not neither he's mediocre at both and the guy's got one thing going for him and that's the zabe look-alike
0: that's it i'm raising my voice right now okay all right any other thoughts before we convene next friday for our first installment of football four and a half ways friday for 2020 the pandemic crippled season any other thoughts for people? Remember, you can go to callmestrx dot com for more information on what Mr X offers and the levels of it and everything else. He's not a tout; he is a gambling educator. Final thoughts?
3: Yeah, I got one. I thought of this today. Probably should have asked you this off air. How about this as an addition? We'll think about this. Maybe maybe the guys. A lot of guys like to email in to our um, with suggestions at yes. Ask Mr. X. Call me MrX.com if you got ideas, things you want to see on the show, etc. But I'm thinking of throwing this one at you as a feature on the front. I'm calling it the Thanksgiving Kids Table. Okay. And the reason is, as you know, since X2 and all of his buddies are becoming degenerate lights, mm-hmm. um, and they're all geniuses because they're 22, 23 years old, mm-hmm. and they all have got the bug. I'm going to have them pull their heads and give me one pick each week, which comes from, the you know, the Thanksgiving kids table.
0: Yeah, there what you go. You I like it. The kids table special of the week. Here's kids what X2, special. X3, X4 like this week. Cause yeah, you know, you know, you teenagers and 20 year olds, they think they know everything, including who's going to win that week in the NFL.
3: Oh yeah. Well, that's because they know things that we've never seen before. because <laughs> We've not been around very long. We're this is idiots. only my forty-fourth year doing NFL gambling. Right. What do I know?
0: Right. We're idiots. We don't know. We're old people. Okay. I yeah. like that. All right. The kids, the Thanksgiving kids' table dinner. All right, you're on a diet, but you're you're still gonna eat lobster tonight, so that's good. Lobster or lobster Please. roll on your two month getaway with Mrs. X in Maine. Yes. Do a Would little you, of all of that. A little bit yeah. of both. Okay. Very good. Oh, yes. All right, Mr. X, good luck. Call me, Mr. X.com. The website email is just call me, Mr. X. Follow him on Twitter as well at call me, Mr. X. Or at just, just call, call me, me,
3: Mr. X on the website. Yeah, yeah I mean it. on Twitter. Gotcha. Thanks, Abe. See you All later. Right, see you later.
0: All right, let's end with uh, a little bit of coronavirus. Iowa State has reversed course on its decision. They were going to have 25,000 fans for their first game in Ames, Iowa. And their university president, after working with the athletic director to have this plan, said after two days, she had received feedback and decided to reverse course. Well, if that isn't following the science, I don't know what is. Talk about leadership. You work on a plan amongst yourselves with your athletic director, talking to your health experts, campus experts, medical experts, And then because you put the plan out and the Karens scream about it, you go back on it. Again, we're only going to move as fast as the slowest Karens. And there are way too many Karens still afraid to come out from under the covers. Speaking of afraid to come out or just not wanting to come out, officials in Montgomery County, Maryland, say they are not ready to lift restrictions as part of the statewide phase three reopening plan instead they are going to stay in phase two with individual modifications are you kidding me no and i wish i was if anybody six months ago if you knew this was going to be the case would you have signed up for it two weeks to flatten the curve has turned into, hey, the entire state is going to phase three of, I think, a five-phase return. I don't know. It might be nine phases. But the whole state's like, look, we got 3% positivity. We've got 84 cases a day, which could be false positives in the entire state. We can't open up. We can't even move to phase three. We're going to stay in phase two, but we're going to handpick certain things that can or cannot be opened. This guy, uh, Montgomery County Health Officer, Dr. Travis Gales, and County Executive Mark Elrich, they are your God right now if you live in Montgomery County, the People's Republic of Montgomery County. They're the ones who will decide what you can and can't do with your life. This guy says, it's not time to party yet. What a douche. Control is their religion, and they love to make you worship it. They will never give it up willingly. This will go on forever. Of course, there are some states that get it, and I might have to start looking at Zillow real estate listings in Idaho. The Idaho House has passed a resolution to cancel all coronavirus restrictions. It will now go to the state Senate, and if it passes, Idaho will be the first state to stop the nonsense, and to put up the flag of, we're done. Pandemic is over. Oh, and Nancy Pelosi has addressed her salon incident from the other day. Of course, she's gone on the offense. She says, I take responsibility for trusting the word of the neighborhood salon that I've been to many times. It was a setup. And I take responsibility for falling for a setup. I think that this salon owes me an apology for setting me up. This woman has such Marie Antoinette let-them-eat-cake vibes. It's amazing. And, of course, more sports writers today took shots on Twitter about Kirk Cousins saying... Hey, I'll wear a mask out of sensitivity to others, but I think it's kind of dumb. And my concern percentage over coronavirus is point zero 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 one. And he says, if I die, I die. And more sports writers, more woke sports writers, like Pablo Torre, took shots at Kirk Cousins than he did a shot at Nancy Marie Antoinette Pelosi. Of course, no shock there. By the way, they uh, they arrested a salon owner in Texas for just opening her business. She went to jail, briefly, and then got pardoned by the governor. But yeah, Pelosi, Speaker of the House, oh yeah, she can do whatever she wants. It's fucking madness, people. Oh, and speaking of madness, uh, Mayor Muriel Bowser in D.C. has agreed with a commission that says they want to start renaming monuments in D.C. Didn't say removing monuments like the Jefferson or the Washington Memorial, but renaming them and others. Trump joked about this years ago, and people ripped Trump for it. John Oliver with a a TV segment on his show uh, this week, last week, tonight, whatever his show is, like, yeah, right, that's ever going to, oh, wait, it's now happening. People are retweeting that segment going, this staged well, here we are. I'm sure they'd love to remove them, but can you imagine the demolition job it would take to remove those monuments. And this is the greatest argument why, once and for all, for the last time ever, Washington, D.C. must never become a state. They must never gain two senators. They are not their own state. They that the District of Columbia belongs to the entire country as the nation's capital. It is not a plaything for the Democrat Party. But There you go. It's happening in real time, so there it is. I'll end on a good quote, and I like this one. This sent in from a listener on Twitter. Zabe, in response to your comments at the end of Tuesday's podcast, I want to share with you one of my favorite quotes of all time. And I wish more people in leadership positions understood this. And I cut and pasted the thing, and it doesn't have the picture on it the picture said and I recall it it said if you've done the right thing oftentimes people will think that you've done nothing and that's a twist on the Thomas Sowell quote of the beauty of doing nothing is that you can do it perfectly every time it was something about you know leadership is sometimes if you do if you don't do anything people will think that you've done nothing at all but you've actually done the right thing or something like that would have helped to have the quote handy but well I fucked up And i got to stop talking. I'm 35 minutes in at least, and my voice needs a rest. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow, it is for subscribers. It'll be Notorious J-A-Y. Join me on Fridays. It's $5 a month to be the fully dedicated Zavecast listener, and I appreciate everybody who does subscribe. For you freeloaders, uh, your week's trip has ended. I will be taking Monday off for Labor Day. I've given myself Labor Day off, and then next week, we are a hard-charging four-day-a-week week. Three free, one pay, and we're off for the 2020 football season and it will be and it will be glorious. Thank you for listening. Have yourself a great Friday and or Thursday and we will see you next time. season returns at my bookie winning season means doubling your first deposit winning season means survivor super contests and squares at my bookie winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice! It's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code ZABE and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks. Win big. Collect your cash. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today, only at MyBookie.
2: At Vanguard, this is more than just a retirement plan. This is your cappuccino date in Italy, the beach house with the matching bicycles. It's your rental car down memory lane and weekends reuniting with friends from over the years. This is the future you imagined. And Vanguard is here to help you build it. Because at Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.
1: Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty?